0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
1: What it is? You're all is, cons- you're all conspiring against me anyways.
2: No, Kevin wouldn't say a word. He's like, hey, I'm not, Oh, yeah, I'm not. I took care of
1: Kevin. His I'm confidence, not. I keep in a jar <laughs> he, in my he, office. He, he, yeah.
2: he had it on mute. He wasn't going to comment on none of our <laughs> He's like, I'm not nope. saying a word until I hear what it is. Truth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kevin, like I said, <laughs> I own Kevin now. He's. <laughs> He's got, i got a little bottle with his with his uh mojo in my office <laughs> and i got five more bottles to fill fellas so who's gonna be uh, like? come on! Come on.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man i don't even feel like doing an intro we're here if you don't know what it is by now kiss our ass if you're new welcome i'm still trying to get over the, Me- the mexico hangover
0: what a what a trip well,
1: yeah you had you had the to runs too I was just sick. I had the worst headache uh, I've probably had in my entire life for like four days. I don't know if it was the. There was something. I don't know. Yeah. Something in the ring was just weird. I don't know. I, I felt like I was breathing stuff in. And uh, I know uh, Sion had the sick, same was issue.
0: A, was I went to the hospital yesterday.
2: Very thick air. Yeah. No, yeah. I
1: mean, I wrestled in the. I mean, you don't have to go very long. The guy I was working tried to. Take my leg out and broke his leg. So
0: Daga, uh, <laughs> wait, Tom broke his leg. That was, that was terrible, though. That poor yeah, guy. Yeah, was...
1: he broke his leg. <laughs> no,
0: no, no that was actually. You know what? That kudos, though. What a match you guys had. That, that. There's yeah. nothing funny about that. No, that. Uh, it just sometimes it happens like that. It's horrible. it happens on the easiest of, of stuff though guys like, yeah it literally know, was out. my foot
1: was on the rope you know he had it just hit me with a dragon corkscrew and uh i had sold over to the rope and my uh boot was on the rope and he went up you know just to I think he was going to drop a boot on it you know yeah you jump up off the second and come down on it yeah. and uh his uh other leg when he hit slipped and ah, uh it was like a freak boy, accident a yeah a little
2: buckle in it.
1: And-
0: so I'm rolling around. I would around love with- to see you guys in the ring again. Yeah. Like the, the two of you, I would love to see you guys go at because you guys were having, I mean, I, that was hot. And then, uh, you yeah, know, it was unfortunately, like 10,000 people
1: going crazy. But, and then I, I, I feel, I roll up and I see he's down and I just go, well, <laughs> well, that's what happens. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the referee asked him if he could continue. He said, yeah. And he just got hit with a big ass elbow and that was it. Yeah. But, uh,
2: we uh, next- I would stand next to Billy. And uh, I go, oh, that doesn't look good. And Billy's like, what? And I was like, he's not moving properly. Mm. And uh, sure enough, you drop the old big hammer elbow, one, two, three. And I go, oh, that's not good. I said, Billy's like, what happened? I'm like, dog has got to be hurt. Like he just, <laughs> that that's not good at all.
1: No, he's a, you know. he's a good kid and, though. Uh, the NWA yeah, would be stuck with him would be, uh, oh, yeah, of course you always, you know. You that's stuck a,
2: with him until, until the end, till he got the wheelchair and they wheeled him out.
1: Yeah, you don't leave an did. opponent, you know. You can say whatever you want to say, and, and it is what it is when you're in that ring. But if a guy gets hurt. I, suck. I had
3: some good matches with a dog. I'm going to have to hit him up. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It.
1: You don't, you know, it doesn't matter who you think you are or whatever your status is in the wrestling world. When the two of you go out there and uh, somebody gets hurt it's a brotherhood and you don't leave your brother. So, you know, they were trying to tell me to escort me in the back and, you know, all this other stuff. Cause I needed to get security, to get me through the crowd and all that stuff. But uh, I was like, nah, I'm not going anywhere until he goes. Uh, so, you know, and then uh, Trevor, I think uh junior stayed too. Right. Yeah. It was a few of us that yeah. stayed with, we stayed with him until, uh, cause we helped him get him off the gurney into a chair. So at least he could sit up. And uh, and uh helped
2: it, transfer them to the wheelchair. Yeah, so then we too. got
1: him in the wheelchair. Well, you guys got him in the wheelchair because he was smoking a cigarette in the tent. <laughs> I had to step out. <laughs> I was like, gosh. Uh, it uh, showed
2: some solid unity between Triple A and NWA that, like you said, man, like no When it, matter it comes what, down to it, it man, it's a brotherhood.
1: Role. And it's something that yeah. is lost, uh, I think sometimes is that especially when people think they're they're better than what they are, or that their status they're a little bit higher on the card because A promoter sees, thinks so, or a writer thinks so. But that has nothing to do with when you're out there with each other. You know what I'm saying? And you're, you simulated combat and a guy goes down. The last thing you want uh, when you compete in this sport is a guy not to be able to continue to compete, defeat his family you know ending a guy or you know a guy and of course and like i said yeah. this it'd be different like if i gave him a power bomb and knocked him out or something or i ran you know i was unsafe with him it was generally a just a freak accident that if he did that move a hundred times it wouldn't happen again
3: remember when vader broke that dude's back power bombing him?
1: yeah like that something like that yeah. that's come on you can yeah you know what you're doing uh you know the difference between and listen, I, I'm a naturally strong guy. I don't think as many people would argue that I'm freakishly strong in the ring. But I've never abused somebody physically. Well, one time. yeah, Just that one time. But, you know. He,
2: Sometimes he, people got to learn. He, he,
1: was mis, he was misbehaving. Uh, he was misbehaving. So I was like, enough of this uh, We're going to end this. Uh, I was working uh, some kid named Psycho who was on, a, on Superstars and he was some canadian guy and he decided that he was going to he didn't feel like getting beat up by the monster that day and uh when it started to happen i just remember going "Bruh, you understand what's about to happen to you right he's like oh just 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 come just going with it okay cool well, as long as we're just both going with it let's do this so um you know cuz even uh sion had uh he had a little his match got a little physical you know it, it was i mean egos were high uh, a and NWA Eagles were high guys were were sizing guys up and uh, nobody was really pulling back it ready it was you know snug but safe but there was a couple of times um, I think uh, sign got kicked in the face so then he punched the guy to let him know that like, hey you don't kick me in the face. <laughs> and uh mecca
2: Mecca got hit in the head by with a kendo stick by blue demon jr which was a little bit foul yeah like it was it was
1: guys were were representing their brand at a high level and um those type of things are going to happen it's just that what what happened me and and daggett was had nothing to do with anything like
2: that accident yeah Yeah, he just you know and uh
1: i talked to him yesterday i was just checking on him and he said he's just got he's got a hairline fracture and that he's going to be back and uh, all he wants is a rematch. Uh, and I was like, e- some North percent. American
0: dancing in front of the people. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so there you go.
1: Yeah. But uh, he's, uh, he's a star, I think. Uh,
0: no, he's good. Yeah. He, he's a damn,
3: he, he's,
1: yeah, he's a hell of a star. Yeah. Like he can, he can go like, uh, I know he's out of Laredo, Texas, but if you're, uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're looking for guys to book when this guy gets better, man, I'm telling you uh, because he can do, he can do it all. Like uh, he, I mean, he wrestled. Uh, I hate when they call it American style, but uh, you know, he can he can do whatever you need to do. And, well, he's a
0: wrestler. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, but really good dude. Really good dude. He gets it for sure. So I wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out, uh, just because you hate to see that. You know, he's going to be on the shelf for a few weeks, and uh, so that means he doesn't get to earn so that you know that always sucks and that's one of the the scary things about this business is uh it can be over like that one injury you know and your whole fortune your whole destiny in wrestling can change with an injury I remember uh Ken Anderson was gonna be on it he had money in the bank and he was on his way to be champ and then he tore his tricep yep and then that was it no more, no more opportunity. He never got an opportunity at the championship again. So I mean, it can it, injuries, injuries plague mm-hmm. wrestling just as much as they plague the NFL, just as much as they plague uh, the NBA and stuff. And you can have guys that are just super skilled, but just can't stay uh, injury free. And it's it's the same kind of thing uh, in wrestling. And uh, I think what's the what's the longest you've been out? Uh, just across the board.
3: Me, I, I think definitely a year. When I separated my shoulder and tore my ankle, I had, I, I was, I was wrestling Crash Holly on TNA back in the early 2000s, 2000, maybe 2003. He had just got, he, it was his first match back, like, like on, uh, on TNA. Well, uh, he just got released from WWE not too long before that. And uh, he was taking, I was taking, I don't know what the moves called where you pop you up in the middle ring and you take a face bump, you know, where he just pushes you in there and you take a face bump, like, kind of like a, you know, whatever, you're going to take RKO. <laughs> But when I came down, he pulled me sideways a little bit, and instead of coming down flat and just pulled me down shoulder first, completely blew my shoulder. out, tore all my ligaments. My arm was hanging there, bro, for about six months. I didn't have health insurance, mm. so I, I I couldn't do nothing. You know, so my arm just dangled there.
2: I, I could uh, I could I could chalk a few. I see. I've had two ACLs. That total six months apiece. Two meniscuses, let's add four. A dislocated patella tendon, add another four. Torn bicep, add another four. Really bad concussion, throw three to four months on top of that. What else? Herniated disc in the back, that was about two months. Uh, but besides that, I'm in perfect physical health. The fact that I have freaking atrophy for no apparent reason, but I'm working through it and I'm still jabbed. So, <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that. Pre- I don't know if anyone can tops that. Aaron? No. Nope. Uh-uh. Besides hurt feelings?
0: <laughs> uh-uh. No, I'm, I'm the king of those, though.
1: Yeah, you have more emotional injuries and scars. Well,
0: that's what makes me such a brilliant performer. That's
1: <laughs> one way to go with it. Always a bright side. <sighs> what about you, Tyrus? You know, I, you know when Luke started talking, I wanted to, I wanted to follow up with, will it actually ever admit you've been <laughs> injured would be the question because Luke can always go. I wish uh, I'm trying, probably the I uh, so I was in the <laughs> ring with Sonny Siaki and um, we were learning uh, how to get clotheslined over the top rope and we were it was some kind I forget it was a drill I think it was like you duck a line or he ducks your line he comes the ropes you turn around you come around he low bridges you and you eat and then uh, or you, you hit the line and the guy feeds up and then you clothesline him over it was like one of those one of those drills. And um, I had asked the, uh, I guess it was a stupid question, but I always asked, I said, Do you hook with one arm or two? And I was told two. I think it was being a smart ass. Uh, you just hook with oh. one when you go over. Otherwise, you're going to, especially if you're a big guy, you're going to have too much momentum. So that's a
0: horrible <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, and Sonny was. Uh, and anyone has ever seen Sonny Siaki in Total Impact Wrestling? I mean, he's, he's I've next, wrestled him there, yeah. No, he's next level, like the guy's <laughs> yeah. innovator awesome. offense and money he on up. the mic. I, I learned a lot, uh, with my time uh, being in Urban Insult with uh Sonny Siaki and Eric Perez. But uh, I was lucky as a, as a green guy coming in to have two vets that uh, took a liking to me right away. But uh, anyway, so when he hit me with the I think he did like a chop or whatever, and I took myself over. <laughs> Uh, I got so much momentum that my knees went into the side of the rail. Uh, And my uh, left knee uh, was dislocated. The patella was like on the wrong side of where it was supposed to be. And uh, looking at that, I was like, holy And all I could do was apologize. So uh, Coach DeMont, sorry, Coach, I screwed it up. And um, I remember he popped me on the mouth like a – Loved to I was like, hey, you didn't screw nothing up. You know, you're, we're going to go get you looked at. So, uh, and the doc was like, oh, man, we could probably do this. And we have to do an x-ray. It's your patella. But can't really see a lot from an x-ray. So we have to do an MRI. So, you know, maybe you'll be out, you know, six to eight weeks. And uh, I remember th- sitting there thinking, like, football, like, oh, if I'm out that long, someone's going to take my spot. So uh, I was like, no, nah, can I just do rehab? I can't miss practice. And... um yeah. He was like, I mean, I guess you can do whatever you want, but my advice would be stay off it for the next three weeks. So uh, this is when a guy named uh, Dan Rodheimer, the the big deal. Oh, God. I I live on the third floor of the apartments, and he lives on the first floor. Well, I get dropped off. I can't get up the stairs. My knees are so bad. Because the other one wasn't dislocated, but it was swollen. So – uh, I was in a bad way, trying to get up the stairs, and he stuck his head out of his apartment. He goes, "Hey, bro, just stay with me. You know, don't even. I'll get your stuff from upstairs. Just stay here on the couch until you, till you feel better." And uh, that was like two weeks, where I was staying on his his couch, I, and every day I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm just trying to go up those stairs." But uh, and then at practice and stuff, I was just watching. I never missed practice, but and I was rehabbing, and and probably needed to probably do some kind of corrective surgery. But I was so uh paranoid of missing time that you know uh, and I didn't want to do well, that so I had to like I had to work through it and then of course the downside is of course it healed and now for those of you who have worked with me notice I have that permanent little bump that little fused part where the bone was chipped uh the way it healed but um I don't regret it you know because it it got me where I am today but I just remember being that mindset where I just didn't have time to be hurt like I'm trying to learn this I'm trying to get to where I need to go. I've risked everything I have, my bodyguard career, my marriage, my savings, everything I could possibly put on, the, to throw on the the crap table that is wrestling and I wasn't going to let injury stop me. But, um, so that was probably, and then of course just being the wear and tear of being hurt, you know, in the WWE, just you just can't, you know, I know my uh, when Big Show hit me with the table and the small on my back, uh, my sciatica was, was for a while, but You know, luckily I was at Hard Knock South with Rob the Vulcan McIntyre, and uh, he was able to find a way without surgery and stuff to fix everything. So I got lucky in those ways as far as injuries in wrestling. Not too many, but the ones I've had are like lingering to this day. We'll be back with much more after this.
3: Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for OutKick the show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on OutKick.com forward slash watch.
0: Have you ever have you ever told the story about when you almost actually died? Like when you fell what would have appeared to be to your death? Oh, with the spear. Oh yes. no! That's hilarious. <laughs> no, uh, should, yeah, please tell that, that, that. This is a case of someone who should is. have had an injury, but by the grace of God was saved. God had nothing to
1: do with it. The son of a <laughs> set it up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, here comes the lightning!
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, a yeah.
1: So, uh, and you'll, <laughs> Luke, you'll appreciate this. So, we're, um, I'm at Deep South. And Deep South has the label of just being a bunch of savages. Okay, we don't, we can't, we have no psychology. We have no house shows. I think I think McDonough booked one. We had one show, and uh, the top rope broke. And Kofi Kingston's family was the only people in the audience. So <laughs> that was it. That was our one show. And uh, otherwise, we would train, uh, and we had two. We'd train all day, take a break, and then train again. Like that's all we did. And then we had to go work out. And uh, we were just, uh, we were subhuman at that point. So you get a call up to go to the pay-per-view in Atlanta. And I was on the list of guys who got to go to, uh, you get to go to Monday Night Raw and the pay-per-view. And so you're pretty excited, you know, because you're going to, we're going to go up. And the main event was Batista and Undertaker in an I quit match. And, um, there was, and here's the thing: there's always rumors, right? Everyone's always like, "Oh, hey, who do you think's gonna debut?" Like, maybe they'll, you know, because when you're in developmental, you have all these dreams and you're just gonna get this magic phone call, you know, and like, "Hey, you're next," you know. So we get up there and uh, we're rolling around the ring, and I actually had a good day in the ring uh, with Double uh, A, Arn Anderson came down, and he he always come and came down and sat in the chair, but he was working with me on some stuff on beating guys up in the corner and showing me some stuff he used to do and how he would his thought process and like how he'd always be like analyzing. Even if they called something, he'd look at it and be like, you know what, I'm just gonna cut the diff and I'm just gonna use this use the rope here or stick his arm through here, you know, and just, just give what he gives you. like take whatever he gives you, you know, while you're doing the heat. Much smoother, much cleaner. You can't work like a big guy, you gotta work like me. So uh so after feeling pretty good about that, we go to uh eating catering and we're all in catering. And we're sitting there and um, Michael Hayes kicks in the door and he's looking around and he's looking around and everyone stops. And he was like, uh, and at the time I was G Rilla and he was like, G Rilla, I was like, yes, sir. He's like, come with me. And my boys, TJ and him were like, oh, man, you, you're going to debut at the pay-per-view. I was like, I don't know. I even gave him like the Michael Jordan. I don't know. You know, with a big, big smile on my face. And uh, this might have been one of the things that made me grizzled. I don't know. But uh, so I I come running out, and I mean, I ain't blinking. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, sir. What what would you want? He's like, "Uh, go down to the ring. Go down to the ring. Uh, So I go down to the ring, and it's Undertaker, Batista, and JBL sitting in the chairs. And uh, there's not another soul out there. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm debuting in their match. Maybe I'm going to be Batista's heater or something, like, you know? they couldn't or maybe they got an undertaker costume for me who knows you're like what's going on and uh <laughs> or just maybe what all these thoughts are going through my head and uh i come sure, down so and i'm cool. humble and i'm quiet and i'm like uh you guys want to see me yes sir and um taker goes can you can you bump i'm like yes sir and batista was like can you take a back bump and i was like yeah sure, sure. and uh would you take one for us now i'm like yeah so i slide in the ring and get ready to take a back bump for him. Thinking that's it. Do You want a back bump? Okay. And uh, Taker goes, "No, not there. Up there." And I turn and look, and I don't see him up there. I just see the giant Tron. And uh, I am like, "Up, up where?" And he's like, "On top of the Tron." Do you want me to? Do you want me to bump on the top of the Tron? And he's like, "No, bump off the Tron to the floor through that on that crash pad." I was like, oh, "Just uh, FYI, I don't like heights." So uh yeah, at nobody all, likes
2: ice but anymore. I really, I really don't like him.
1: Yeah, I don't even like the top rope. And why, so, why do
2: they need a huge guy to do this though? Couldn't
1: it just yeah. been anybody.
0: Well, Man, you, you know what? You know what? Arena. You know what?
1: EC, you just don't get it, do you? Okay, <laughs> what are you, Scott from from Doctor Evil from Austin Powers? We just go in there and shoot him, Dad? No, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> like, so not.
0: Dad. Yeah.
1: So I, because I'm in the ring and it's Taker and it's Batista. And I'm still thinking maybe I'm going to debut tonight, and maybe I'm taking a crazy bump for him. I was like, "Sure, man. Whatever you want, boss. Yeah, I'll do it." And he's like, "All right, go ahead, climb that ladder." So I go walking up there, and then JBL goes, "I hope you die." And I just stop, and I can't stop myself from being myself. And I was like, "Well, I love you too, man. Appreciate you." you f- is what I said under my breath. And Taker was laughing because I think he saw me say. F-. And Batista was like the one who was like. You know in the bully movies, the one bully who's, like, not really wants to do it? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Dave was like, oh, man. Like, oh. I mean, yada. Oh, man. God. You know, so I'm going up the thing, and I'm looking all the way up. And uh, I'm like, mother <laughs> f-. So I'm climbing up the thing, and it's, it's up. It's up there. And it's a good uh, – it's probably a good 30-foot drop. And I get up to the top. I look back, and I go, back bump off here to that crash pad. And here's the deal. Now, visually, there's the crash pad. And then the crash pad is surrounded by all these wood planks. Because eventually, they're going to put a wood plank, like a table, over the crash pad so you don't see the crash pad. So the, whoever the poor bastard is, is going to fall through the table onto the Real crash
0: fast, pad. I, I don't I feel like I remember this match, but I don't know if I remember that spot taking place in their match. Oh. So I'm curious to see where this
1: goes. Go ahead. So... The thing is, is then on top of that, there's this tower. And what is supposed to happen is they're fighting. The tower falls. They fall. Uh, Batista spears him through off the top of that, and then the tower falls on top of them. So it's a complete thing, uh, and it's a pay-per-view in Atlanta. And so I climb all the way up there. I don't want to do this sh- just for the record. And I'm thinking – There's no way I'll be able to survive heat with Taker, JBL, and Batista. But there's also no way in hell I'm taking this bump because I'm like, I can't see where I'm going. It'd be different if it was like a flip bump where I could actually see where I was going and then just kind of flip. And I'm like, oh, maybe. So my heart's racing, and I'm like, oh, you're already up here. And I'm hyping myself up. Mother, just do it. Just do it, dog. Just do it. If they die, it's on you. It's on them. You got it. You got it. Just do it. Just do it. I'm hyping myself up. Michael Hayes comes walking in. He's going to do it. And he's like, yeah, he's right there. And Hayes goes, wait, let me get Vince to see it. I'm like, mother. So I was hyped to go. I get stopped because he's going to go get Vince. And I'm like, Vince McMahon's going to come see this bump. Maybe I'm definitely. So there's still a hope that I'm going to debut. Like the dream is still alive, Uh, even though I had no idea it was only my dream. And um, (laughs) Vince comes in. Now, Vince is the parent. Mr. McMahon is the parent. I'm seeing the dynamic now. Taker and Batista and JBL have this new toy, which is me, that they want to push off the roof and see if it can fly or not. And he says uh, to Taker and Batista, like, children, what's, what are you trying to accomplish here? Why does he need to do this? And I was like, oh, thank God, Vince McMahon's here. He's going to save me. And uh, he go uh, and they said, and they, polite as can be, uh, well, boss, what we wanted to do was, we uh, Batista I was going to spear me off the top of this through the crash pad, and we're just testing the crash pad. So then, uh, and this is when Vince goes from savior to the devil. He's like, well, shouldn't someone spear him then? <laughs> and I went, no, 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 dumbass. No, what are you doing? Like, this is not, uh, oh, you're, you're my Jim Henson, and you're f- killing me right now. What are you doing? So, Michael Hayes turns and looks, and he sees Gordy, who I love, uh, Bam Bam son. Ray Gordy. Ray Gordy. And Gordy's, uh, he's already on TV. He's got the do-rag gimmick going. And uh, he's like, hey, Ray. and He's like, no, 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 not somebody who's on TV. And I was like, <gasps> so then walking by is a guy that we all love to hate. His name was Keith Walker from Chicago. <laughs> Stiffest son of a. There was on the planet, bright red, pumped up beyond all imagination. And Hazel goes, you, come here. And he's like, yes, sir. And I'm like, oh, no, not him. Not him. And he's like, we need you to spear uh, Rilla off the thing. Yes, sir. I'm like, mother. And he's climbing up with purpose. But I'm like, well, this dude, I've got uh, I have I'm a little higher on the food chain in deep south. So I'm going to explain this guy how it goes. Like, hey, bro. So he gets up there, and he's like, whoa, it's a long way down. I'm like, yeah, no sh-. I said, look, man, don't spear me, spear me. Like, go off to the side so you can take your bump and I can take mine. He wasn't hearing nothing I had to say because now he's thinking he's going to debut tonight. So yep, he's, he's, his, his na- now he's got his shot. And, it, and <laughs> if he's got to run through me to get it, then so be it. So he, gets, he takes like 10 steps back, and I'm like, you only need to take four, bro. He takes 10 <laughs> steps back. Fires up, yells at the top of his lungs. I'm like, why is this motherfucker <laughs> yelling? And charges me to spear me. And when he hit me, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> it just like echoed through the thing. And as we're going off the ledge, I am trying to push him off me. So I do not have this dude come down on me through this little crash pad. But in doing so, I successfully pushed him off me, but I also changed my course of direction. I miss the crash pad. I go through the table to the concrete. He hits the crash pad and I'm just laying there. And I could just all the air's gone out of my body. The because I went through the wood, it like broke the fall, so it wasn't as bad. But yeah. understand, 340 pounds dropping 30 feet ain't ain't nothing nice gonna of the result of it. So he's he laying he's laying on the pad and he's kind of still like he's on my legs and I like kind of kick him to get off me and I'm laying there and the dust from the wood clears and I see Taker, Batista, Vince McMahon and uh Michael Hayes like leaning over me and I'm like, and they're like, Are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. You guys anything else? Glass of water, rack of la- anything <laughs> while I'm up, anything? And Vince laughed. He says, no, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> you can. And uh Michael Hayes like, oh, it's good. Sh- man it's good I'm like yeah 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 i get up myself, but i walk dead. i walk back i'm still adrenaline and stuff right so nothing nothing has hit me yet that i could possibly injure it or anything i walk back into uh catering where my friend's like yo so are you debuting yet? no no not gonna be debuting and as i turn to sit down the entire table said oh my god jesus oh f-. i was like what 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 he's like bruh your your back is just blood and full of splinters and it's like wood sticking out of your back and i was like oh for real (laughs) and i was like how bad is it he's like i you 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 look like a tree bro like there's just no way you're not gonna be able to get all these splinters out and uh pieces of wood and stuff and that's when the adrenaline started coming down and my back was on fire like i was just burning on fire and i'm sitting there and I had a shirt on, so it was even worse because the shirt with the blood sticking to the skin that's bleeding with all the pieces of wood stuck in me. And I'm sitting there, and T.J. was like, what happened? And I told him what happened, and he was like, man, that's bull." And Harry Smith was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes woman, the the late, great woman, uh, Chris Benoit's wife. And she was like, Oh, man. She's like, I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, no, it was that's like you poor thing. And then she was like, look at your back. And then she went, and I swear to God, guys, it took 45 minutes maybe. She took every piece of wood and splinter out of my back. And uh, Benoit came over to me. And, again, this is before all the crazy shit happened. And he was like, that's how you do business, man. That's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. And I was like, oh, thanks, bro. Thanks. And I'm, so I'm feeling good. I, I'm feeling good. And uh, I get all the stuff out of my, my back or whatever. And Walker is like, so you think we're going to debut tonight? And I was like, yeah, they just told me we're going to, we're going to debut. Yeah. You're, you're, you're coming yeah. out in the main event. They're going to come get you. Uh I didn't get it. You beat me out. He's like, oh man, nothing we're personal. Good. Like, no, nothing at all. Nope. Nope. It's all good. <laughs> <Peace> <laughs> but uh yeah, to this day, uh, then when I watched the pay-per-view uh I didn't obviously when that scene happened I was like, "Huh? Okay. That's it. All right. I thought it was uh Oh, I I <laughs> in my delusion while they were looking over at me, the giant piece then fell. But that part fell on top of the it like stopped. So I like have a cable to catch it. So I was just waiting for it to hit me and end me cuz I wasn't moving. I had nothing left. But to this day, I don't think that's something you need to rehearse. No. But oh,
2: yeah. without a doubt, no. And then but we all we all have been in those spots for
1: like after you know the what? last piece of wood was yeah. taken out, bitter Brodus Clay was born. <laughs> 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 Hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. BBC. Uh, yeah, I man, I was you couldn't tell me <laughs> nothing every time they'd call me like, Hey, we gotta bring you on the road. Yeah, whatever, man. I hope you die. <laughs> it's like thanks. Me too. But uh yeah, so, so that was uh, and Michael Hayes was like – and Michael Hayes didn't know. Michael Hayes just – what it was is I was one of Michael Hayes' favorites and he liked me a lot and he, he said – he used to tell me I reminded him of Bam Bam a lot. So uh, he was like – he heard they needed somebody and he just ran and got me thinking that he was putting me in a, in a position to where maybe I would get to debut or whatever. So that's where that came from. Nobody knew uh, what the what the spot was. Maybe next time in the future ask, but – I don't. I don't think anyone though getting speared by Keith Walker. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And he's he's a salt of the earth. He's a great guy. But uh, I think he's He's in law enforcement. Yeah, he's in law enforcement now. Yeah, yeah. Threw a hell of a spear though. I gotta give him that. Uh, At least he survived though. Part of me did. The the joyous happy guy died on impact. (laughs)
3: Yeah. And- <laughs> it's very similar to the Vic Grimes fall. Remember that? Did you see that one when he, when Vic Grimes did the uh, scaffold fall with New Jack?
1: Oh, oh. no, that was that yeah. That, no, that guy died. Like he legitimately that got side. Like, like, yeah, no, that, that was before. that was awful. That this it's everything was that. like I said. I if I wouldn't have pushed Keith off, I would have landed on the crash pad. Yeah, but yeah, but, but, that
3: but, was like it's still dangerous, dog. Even if you hit the tables, like thankfully you hit the tables because you know. If you wouldn't hit the tables,
1: oh yeah, no, I, was, I mean, I got hurt worse doing stunt work in uh in uh when they shot me over the they shot me over the crash pad <laughs> landed on the concrete, so yeah, no, uh that's but new jack that <laughs> those guys were doing yeah, that worked. and yeah, that was way worse I wouldn't even yeah, <laughs> not even just that, but e c w in general, they just beat the out of each other this. This was this was still like I think it's different when you're out there because the intensity and, and it's maybe even a little safer too because you're just loose in the adrenaline you know and you'll do things you normally wouldn't do just when it's cold and no one's cheering and stuff. The other side of it is yeah. though, then you have the New Jack side of it where you it looks like maybe you push the guy too hard. But yeah, I don't ECW was well.
2: Like- hey, let's document it. New Jack said I tried to throw that motherfucker. I tried to throw him off that, that scabler to kill
1: him. Yeah, that. Bad. Yeah, that's that's uh that's not what you go for. Preferably going oh. back to uh, working Daga, you want to be able to work him again, or at the very least, he'll be able to go work someone else the following weekend. That's the whole point uh, of wrestling is to be able to get through a very physical uh fight and then be able to continue on. So you're never winning if you're taking a guy. If I have a list like oh, I've taken twelve guys out of my career. That means I was a horrible wrestler. Horrible, yeah. So you're
3: saying New Jack wasn't a good wrestler? Is what you're saying?
1: <sighs> yeah, I'll tell him to a his good. face. Yeah, it's like yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. I don't think he's gonna. Well, once you go out in the ring and once you start stacking tables, I believe the word wrestling is is no longer there. It is now a straight no. fight.
3: scaffold like a a 17 year old kid in the head with a scaffold i mean a scalpel not a scaffold a scalpel
1: yeah like i said that yeah yeah, that's crazy like but that was ec uh you know that was ecw i mean time i remember tommy dreamer getting cheese graters on his head and like it just that was just a, a
0: crazy error that can't be duplicated which it's funny because that's what everyone seems to think like not obviously in the in ring style but as far as where we fit in in terms of the culture of pro wrestling right now as a company, what NWA is because we we are we are the alternative really yeah. to what's out there, and We're I think that's kind of cool. I mean, they try. I mean, they,
1: they try. I think uh, the champ at AEW, he tries to he tries to, he tries to cuss everybody out like that's his thing. You know, uh, he's just angry and screaming all the
0: time. And yeah, but I mean, and it works. And he he works it. And like, here's my thing: I don't have a problem with that, but. And I've said this before with people like that. I mean, it's great to have lightning in a bottle, but can you harness it? Um, yeah. I'm going to bet and say this kid does and he he will and he will continue to evolve. I've never met him, um, but there's other people in that company who haven't. And um, I just think like with NWA and what we're doing with our style, it was actually and, and to tie it into another point, the reaction you got in Mexico, oh. which actually shocked a lot of uh, n w a officials uh not Billy Corgan, by the way, Billy, I think knew this was going to happen all along, but some other people and uh it, it's insane in terms of what like again in american um you know you are on Fox News and just internationally how you <laughs> were viewed in the n w a no it
1: was uh well let's it was Kyle Kyle's a little hater, so uh Kyle said to me uh well, first of all, I was wrestling. Dagger, who is a I called him uh Mexico's favorite son. And uh so you you would expect a triple A crowd to be pretty pro uh hometown guys. And even though is a, a heel, sometimes you just being from America, you're gonna be a bigger heel because I can tell you when me and EC three were there a few years ago with Impact, we got booed out of the stadium. Like they they hated us. Like there was nothing we could do. uh but we weren't trying to do anything either. It's the equivalent of taking that spot in wrestling. You're taking that spot in the States, dog. Yep.
0: So they're mad at you.
1: So they, uh, so when I walked out and the place erupted, Dagger had a big smile on his face because he was like, we got him. Like, this is crazy. He's like, I didn't expect this, bro. I said, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. I got you. But, um, so everything we did, there was a reaction. And I just remember I came back through and I was more worried about Dagger than anything else. like, uh, And, and Kyle's like, I, I, I don't believe it. That reaction, I, I don't believe it. And I said, of course not. You're a hater. Can't help it. It's just who you are, you and the 1,100 people on the internet. Like, I said, it's all good, bro, but just so you know, I'm a star. So, not bragging. I was surprised on just, how well,
2: though, that the AW, or AAA crowd knew all the NWA guys.
1: Yeah. They, well, they're wrestling. Don't get it twisted. They're, they're wrestling. They watch wrestling probably more than the average fan. I would, I would argue – Maybe the the Japanese fan is maybe the oh, most knowledgeable.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, but yeah, uh, Mexico, it's a religious. It's religious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, it's an art form there. It's like, yeah, I, they, I compare it to they, Japan.
3: They respect it. They're they, You know what I mean? They, they, that's
1: the best thing about going down there is just the amount of respect they have for wrestling. Right. Because those guys don't take those masks off, and you go, here's the deal you're in the airport in Mexico. What do you see? Lucha masks. You see sombreros, yeah. lucha masks, ponchos. Like the it is not a second hand. Like you don't, you're not going to see Mexican uh, soccer jerseys there, and they have a tremendous professional soccer league. But you're not seeing those things hung up. It's it's lucha. I, I think I saw. I counted blue demon masks uh, in every oh, airport. Man.
2: Yeah, everywhere.
1: Yeah, you, know, you know. And uh, I'm not sure if they get a piece of that or not because I know Mexico's also. <laughs>
3: What you know, bet they
1: do? Well, because everything's imitated in, in Mexico.
3: Yeah, they definitely not getting a piece of that, bro. They all over. You, yeah, you, think, you see them on every corner. There's no way. But you know, what's cool. That, like Blue
2: Demon has a store in Mexico City.
3: Yeah, he does. So like and a whole had, movie. Like, a tequila,
2: and hadn't he been on some, like soap operas? Oh, he's That's a star. Over. He's a star. Yeah.
3: He's yeah. Old. I, I did my first movie in Mexico City with Vampiro in Guadalajara in 2006. That was my first film. Speaking I of him. another
2: guy over, over, over there. Like, yeah. when he walked out, that place went nuts, man. Like, they they were excited to see him walk down that aisle. Well, He, he, you know, he was massive. I mean, he still is
3: massive there. But, like, those guys back in the day, Vampiro was a massive star in Mexico. And <laughs> it was crazy. When you go anywhere, I remember the first time I was there with him. Like, just walking the streets, he couldn't go anywhere because they were coming out like, like, crap. In in, in in packs. I'm serious. They were running out the houses and in, in in stores and everything in packs. Once they seen he was walking in the street, and they just flooded him. It was crazy.
1: Well, He, he brought was... the power of the people that show. Yeah, uh, I'm. He was pretty popular at WCW too. I think. Um, I don't think that was the plan either. Yeah. Well, he wasn't as popular backstage, but he was. Uh... But in front of the crowd, yeah. As at that point in my life, as a, as a young fan watching, he was. You know, he was. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know if the office had planned on him being so damn popular, but everything he did, they reacted to it. And I think it was because yeah. he was he was bigger than a luchador, you know, because he was about sting size. But he was yeah. doing all kinds of stuff that that he was uh, feuding with sting. There. They yeah, he started feeding. Yeah, they had, he started running with sting, and um, I think it was like they had the raven and the flock, and then vampiro kind of. I think they were kind of similar, was what, what the placing was, but he was very different. And again, Raven was, that was the best version of Raven. You know, the, when he was in the flock and you know, all the, the Raven,
0: quote the oh, Raven. Oh, without shit. a doubt. Yeah. But, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. I actually, I, I prefer that, believe it or not, to his ECW stuff. And, and, and you can tell like his ECW stuff was edgier, but there was just something that was far more translatable about Block Raven that made it cooler and like the characters he had in it, you know, like with Saturn and, um, what's his name? Uh, Reese, those guys like like the kind of oddities yeah saturn
1: was even though I, I don't think saturn ever needed a gimmick he was so technically sound but yeah you had saturn and the mop uh what was it moppy um uh,
0: he ruined my junior prom by the way what how did he yeah how did he do that at kowalski's when i was there on a sunday he was like oh you're 16 huh you know uh, you had to be 18 when I started and this and that. And like, he, he kind of, he wasn't super rough, but he like, you know, he put it on me a little bit and like, it did the thing where the blood vessels, like the behind your eyes when they pop. So instead of white, you have red on your Uh, eyes. And, uh, I, my junior prom was, uh, that upcoming Friday. So I, uh, I had to wear sunglasses for my junior prom picture because Perry did that. But, uh, in the long run, he, uh, he was okay. And when I saw him at FCW, I, uh, I told him that story we laughed about it
1: he's uh he was always a nice guy i thought uh um, yeah solid and but you, i wouldn't want he would uh he punished guys in the ring though he would stretch you i
3: had i had it out with him i got i got the better of him in pittsburgh for uh for the, <laughs> the reunion shows he kept popping me i told him, i said you hit me again mother i'm gonna <laughs> kill you and he, he hit me i spin kick and laid that motherfucker clean out and then we got it back he said i'm sorry i'm sorry i just get lost out there sometimes i don't know what's going
2: on i said yeah motherfucker you know now don't you (laughs) (laughs) that's what you gotta do though sometimes when someone's taking advantage of you like that you gotta let them know like hey it can go two ways it's called a receipt for a reason hey my
3: favorite saturn story though is like when like GoFundMe like first like started getting popular he was on twitter you know because he's having his uh he, he lost his home to drugs and all that. Shit. And then like, so like out of, out of the blue, like he asked for like a thousand dollars or something. He was getting evicted or some. Shit. I don't remember what it was, but he needed a small amount. And he got like a large chunk of money, like 10 and 15, 20 grand, something like that overnight. And he's like, Oh my God, this is great. Uh, thanks for everyone who bailed me out. And then the next day he actually again, he goes, we also need a washer and a dryer. and a <laughs> Oh
1: my God. Always working. <laughs> Speaking of which, does the Jack Shack have a washer and dryer?
2: I believe we lost DC3. Yeah, Last uh, last s- we heard, he was tanning naked. He,
1: <laughs> he succumbed to his injuries. yeah know the list, though, isn't it?
3: I, think, I thought that was Kevin who said he was tanning naked.
1: No, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin can't no. do no. he Can't He can't tan.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not tanning naked. Nope. No. How, how do you tan?
0: Oh. Wait a minute. You don't? I mean, I, oh, no, I usually boy. have underwear on. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, know are fine. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go oh, there, you're there yeah. now.
1: Let's just let's <laughs> the last four minutes on tanning. We're t- t- ladies and gentlemen, this bar. is a new feature of the podcast, tanning tips with Aaron, where Aaron will go through and and ask our podcast. Uh, you're not guests. F- regulars <laughs> therapy sessions. So Aaron, please, without further ado, we'll work on music. Uh, Aaron, Time. training and tanning tips with Aaron. Today, Aaron discusses the importance of how you tan. Aaron, you have the first, floor.
0: First of all, I'm going to defer everything I say and check with Tim Storm or Tom Latimer first. But being the voice of reason on here, when you go tanning, why would you cover anything up when you are, like, you're not getting your money's worth? If you pay $20 for a tan and you're only tanning 80% of your body, then, I mean, that, that just doesn't measure up. If you're I'm just saying, I don't want to burn my man everything. I don't. No, want to no, burn no. My it, it bronzes like the rest of you. It bronzes yeah, like it. the rest of you. And always Run, add play. about two minutes where you lift your hands up so you don't get the white spots under your arms. The session is closed for this week. Thank you, Terry.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to say. He cool you. Right. I, I guess
0: so, yeah. I guess,
2: yeah. All right, okay. on to the next important subject. I've uh, never
3: tried
0: to use the tanning lotion, though, and put it <laughs> down there. I don't yeah. know if it works. I, I don't think that. Well, you can't do that, that because then if you do that, it gets tanner than the rest of you. So don't, you
2: know. Iris, how much do you tan there, big dog? I'm black. I don't have to.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just have to go step in the sun if I want to get darker. I just <laughs> want to go with you to a tanning bed. Hey yo, no, I. Need a tanning I you know what? <laughs>
2: uh,
1: in <laughs> the WWE, <laughs> that was a lot of the guys that I. I traveled with like tanning was a big deal because they had to find, usually we had to find a subway because they made the egg whites and the spinach and a gym that was next to a tanning salon. Cause they had to get their, had to get their tan in. And, uh, especially when they went to 4k,
2: like that was a big deal. The spray tan didn't work anymore. You had to be tan tan.
1: Oh yeah. Cause I remember, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, uh, do you guys remember when Taker caught on fire? yeah okay so he had his hair dye was running <laughs> and he was like orange and stuff from the the flame and i just remember going nice f- hair dye millionaire um <laughs> but uh, he always f- with me so I, you know, about my hair so i don't feel bad but uh it uh the colors like it, when guys tanned wrong or whatever you could see every distant different color or whatever it was like crazy like a guy would be like eight different Old, shades light brown yeah yeah, yeah. You know, the only guy i know well, that didn't tan besides uh me was sheamus i think it's safe to say the she- uh, if you put sheamus in a tanning salon you'd probably kill him sheamus wouldn't even go to the beach <laughs> no. like in tampa he, no. he was
0: that committed i mean he wouldn't even leave the house during the summer he was the only no. guy
1: i know who could wrestle in white body armor and no one would know the difference
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we wrestle hey, in the Mexico.
3: Headache that saves him, bro. Because it's a pain to tan and, and stay on top of it. I I got to do it. I have to, and, and it's frustrating. And it takes so much damn time, several times a week. You got to go watch your way, go find a tan booth somewhere.
1: Now let me I know for- with everything with the changing technology and stuff. Is it still the like lay in beds and standing beds, or has it changed? Is it faster, more efficient oh. now?
3: I mean, they got everything. They got lotions. They got the rub on the stuff. I just, I, I think that, I think a natural tan is way better than the fake tan and I think it looks better. And I always feel like for me, I get a better result from a sun tan than I do a, a bed. You know, I like the beds too, but, but I, I hold it better if I get some sun.
1: Yeah, you know, sun's fall. always better, I think. Yeah. Aaron, do you conclude or are we wrong?
0: No, I actually, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, um, I either do the Neutrogena spray or the L'Oreal spray. I have not been in a tanning boot for probably, God, I mean, pre-COVID, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I tanned. I, I do a spray, I just apply it even, and that's it. Like, I'm at a point where I don't want to try to, like, I want to limit exposure to the sun, because I don't, I'm going to you know, preserve my skin. But that that's where I'm at. But um, I I still spray 100% of my body. In a I, go to booth, a place. Of-
2: I go to a place before every show that's got a machine i pay some lady a bunch of money. i stand in a machine, hit a button, put my arms a certain way, <laughs> put my legs a certain way, it does the spray thing. I'm done.
1: <sighs> all right, fellas, for more podcasts like this, just like this, uh, we'll have the uh, artwork done for tra- uh, tanning tips with Aaron. It's going to be a new hot segment. <laughs> we'll get him a Fox, a Fox Nation special uh, where he no, tours no, tanning no. salons all over the country and no, explains no. how to no. do it. Yeah.
2: They're with a Russian chick. He needs a Russian partner. The, uh, and yeah, yeah. Hashtag nothing. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, hey, it's good to hear your guys' voices, bro. Y'all made my day. Thank
1: you. Good. All right, good man. This you. therapy session was sponsored by uh we don't have any sponsors. This is bullshit. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh we're gonna have to get a sponsor. Uh all right, fellas. Uh where can everybody find you?
2: At the real team Murdoch, Instagram. I got a blue check mark on Facebook, of course the NWA.
3: At Luke Hawks 504 on all social
0: media, but I'm taking a social media break, so
1: smart. Aaron, besides the local tanning salon, where can everybody find you?
0: <laughs> on Instagram at the Aaron Files, but that's one A.
3: At Kylie Junior WWE and it's still in there and I'm trying to change it every day. Don't try, Instagram. dude. yeah. I am trying every day. Get back at me, Instagram. I'm not in the WWE anymore. I keep trying to change it, but right now it's at Kylie Jr. WWE. All
1: right, fellas, and I be where I be, and I'm at where I'm at. Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.